in the evening, I was full focused. They, uh, in the weekends, they went party, I stayed home, uh, and all this kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, you have, you have to sacrifice. And at that time, you saw, like, the big talents, they dropped out. They never made it. And I made it with not that much talent, but with... Uh, yeah, with my 100% work work addict and they dropped out and I made it or made it at, at least I, I signed a, a contract Hi and welcome or welcome back to the Mindset and Performance Podcast I'm Dries a Mindset and Performance Coach I help athletes and young professionals with their career development. We work on a wide range of areas, from training to nutrition, but focus essentially on the mindset as it is the key to everything else. The whole idea behind this podcast is to deconstruct the habits that led people to their success, to learn from their experience and understand the psychology behind their actions and behavior, and of course, to know what kind of mindsets they have. My conversation this week is with Irfan Bashtim, an Indonesian professional footballer who currently plays for Bali United and the Indonesian national team. Irfan started his football career at the Ajax Amsterdam Soccer Academy, along with great football players. After three years, he moved to SV Argon, where he became a top scorer, even though his middle field position. I met Irfan in Finn's Recreation Club in Bali, Indonesia, a sporting recreation club where he trains and takes his kids to play sports. Irfan was very friendly and open to the conversation. He is very accomplished, yet incredibly humble. Irfan Bashdim shares with us the story of his sporting journey. During this podcast interview, you will learn what it takes to pursue your dream and never give up. Bashdim's mindset led him to reach his objective multiple times, and even though he had several setbacks, he kept on believing in himself to pursue his dreams and live up to his passion for football. The message here goes to both the parents of young athletes as well as junior sports kids who love their sports. Parent support is crucial to the development of the athletes. Young athletes carry their parents' voice in their head. It plays a huge role in their development on and off the sporting field. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and let me know if you have any comments. I'll appreciate answering to your, all, all your questions. It's such a pleasure having you here. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> I um, actually, somebody told me some time ago that I should interview you, but I thought you're maybe far of reach. Maybe you'll say, no, I don't have time. <laughs> I, looked, I looked at your Instagram and I saw how many people are following you and that's okay. I'll just go close and see and ask if he's keen or not. Oh, no, easygoing guy, down to earth, so it's no problem. <laughs> oh, that's nice, that's nice. So how how are you this morning? Yes, good. Usual rituals like bringing the kids to wake up, bringing yeah. the kids to school, and then sometimes go here to the gym. Yeah. Uh, if I have time, and otherwise just relax with my wife and prepare for the training. So how, uh, when you say training, like do you train every day? Uh, well, yeah, most of the time it's every day. Mm. Uh, no, no, let's one once a week we are free. Mm. So that's most of the time after the game or the second day after the game. But there's always one day that we are off. Yeah, okay. All the others and, and then when you speak about morning uh, routines, mm -hmm. do you include something specific for yourself in those morning routines? Uh, specific for myself? No, that's only in the gym. 
if I know that the training uh, before was not that hard uh, or the training what will come is not going to be hard, I will do something for myself. And, and that's it. That's nice. How long have you been now um, a professional soccer player? Oh, since I was 18. Since I was 18, I signed my first professional contract. So it's uh, 12, 12 years already. But I guess you have been playing a, a way before that, like since yeah, you yeah, were a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, When I was four years old. Uh, four I years started, old. Yeah. With the uh, parents, with coach. No, I was uh, because in Holland you can start actually when you're six years old mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in an amateur academy uh, club. But my brother was playing as well, mm -hmm. and I always joined. Uh, and then they they saw already I could play, so they let me join with the six years old since I was four. You when you when you get into it like at four years old, um, I believe you didn't know what to expect from it. Like it was just a fun thing to do, right? Yeah. But what, at what point did you think, okay, this is it? Like I really enjoy it. I feel good at it. And well, I always enjoyed it since I was small. My dad told me I was always with the ball. He brought me to the training from Ajax, uh, the most famous club in Holland. Uh, but when I was ten years old, uh, they scouted me to play for Ajax for the Academy of Ajax. And then I was like, oh, you know, now it's getting really fun. You know, I play now uh, for a professional club and uh, I can play. And, and, and since then, mm -hmm. I always, yeah, I always love the sport. But since then, there was like a little, little pressure, like maybe you can do something with it. A good pressure or anything? No, it was a good pressure always. Pressure. I had to, yeah, you have to sacrifice a lot of things. Uh, because you cannot play football with, uh, with 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 your school because they don't allow you to they don't allow you to play futsal with with with, with your friends and stuff so there were a lot of things no parties and no no kids parties or stuff so you have to sacrifice a lot but i never lost the the fun part of football that's very interesting see um a lot of people would give up during that uh, that that period of time i don't, yeah. I don't know how many when i say a lot but I have came across stories where, mm -hmm. okay, when you start getting good, you get all the pressure from if if I do well or not, and maybe sometimes pressure from parents, sometimes yeah. pressure from from the audience, like okay, like or not the audience, like if for people, yeah. I hear it often. My clients would tell me, I don't want to be disappointing people. Yeah, but for you, it was you didn't go through that. No, because I always because I think it started already when I was young because I went to Ajax. I played there when I was 10 and they kicked me out when I was 12. And it was a really hard and tough, tough world already for a kid because they, I, come, I came there for the first day and the first thing they said here at Ajax, we are never satisfied. So it always can be better. So that was the, the, the mindset for, the, for that club and even for, for such a young age. And my parents came to me because they knew they will kick me out because they talked to the uh, to, to the parents first. So they came to my parents, and my parents said like, "Hey, Irfan, they're not gonna continue here uh, with Ajax with you, uh, but just have fun. We go back to where we started at the amateurs, and and just have fun." And then I was like, "Yeah, okay." But I've seen at that time they made a, a movie. Uh, about the academy of Ajax and you saw kids were devastated they were crying and the parents were not agreeing how can you send my kid away and mm. things like this so I, I've seen some crazy things in the past yeah, mm. with them. I think it's also thanks to the parents and the support they 100%, 100% yeah oh, that's awesome okay so what was the chapter after that like so okay you you get kicked out and then what happened afterwards I just went back to the 
to my local club uh, at my city. Uh, enjoyed football from a right winger. I become a goalie because I liked it so much, and 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 also a field player, sometimes goalie, and I just enjoyed. And when I was the age of 14, clubs started to come again, like professional clubs. And my parents were like, no, nah, don't do it now. You're still so young and uh, just let it be. And then I was like, no, I think I really want to give it a try. And there was like uh, tryouts. You could sign up for tryouts. And my parents said, no, 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 you don't do that. And then I did it myself. I filled in the, the, the papers. How and old everything. were you? Uh, 14, 15. Huh. And I did it myself, and um, yeah, and they were so satisfied. They let me play with under 18, and oh. uh, the next year I joined another professional club, uh, FC Utrecht in Holland. Nice. School? How was it going on with school at that time? School, for me, was a difficult time. I was never like a school kid. Uh, couldn't really focus, very active. Uh, finished high school. Uh, but then dropped out of school because I signed my contract when I was 18. Mm. So it's not like the state where you have to be still doing some sort of education. You can totally focus on uh, on the sporting career without having to follow any curriculum. And uh, in Holland, you have to go to school until you're 18 at least. Mm. Uh, what you do after, it's, it's, it's up to you. I, to be honest, dropped out of school when I was 17. <laughs> and I told my parents, just let me focus one year because I I knew I was almost there to sign a contract. So I said to them, please let me focus for one year only on football and football and football. If I don't make it, I will quit football and I will go only to school and will never play ask or ask anything about football again. And they agreed. So one year, I actually, illegally, I didn't go to school. But, uh, yeah, I focused, I did my things, training for myself, and uh, signed the contract when I was 18. Nice. nice. Yeah, I guess you were very proud of uh, oh, yeah, what yeah. I had. Like, must yeah. be, have been stoked. Yeah. What did it take you to, 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 you said, like, you had to work a lot on it, to, like, what was um, different than what you did before? No, well, back then it was all of nothing, because I promised my parents, uh, uh, so you played football, so much. I will quit. Uh. and go back to school or I will continue being prof uh, professional and luckily yeah, for me it was it was an extra proud moment because I made it mm. and uh, till the day uh, now I, I can play football yeah so 17, 18 th that transition sometimes is uh, delicate you know mm -hmm. teenagers well, you'd be attracted by I mean going out having yeah. fun girls yeah. boys if you're a girl and then uh, yeah it becomes uh, complicated but you sticked and focused and yeah. you played you did your maximum yeah. while having fun in the same time while meeting up with friends yeah meeting up with friends was most of the time during the day oh. even though most of my friends went to school oh. so there I, I was a bit of a bad influence <laughs> because in the morning I will train for myself and in the in the evening you had training with the club and during the day you had actually not much to do so there I was a bad influence for my, 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 my friends in school because I said, ah, no, you don't have to go to school today. Just come with me. We have some fun. <laughs> but uh, beside that, in the evening, I was full focused. They, uh, in the weekends, they went party. I stayed home uh, and all this kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, you have, you have to sacrifice. And at that time, you saw like the big talents. They dropped out. They never made it. And I made it with not that much talent, but with uh, yeah with my 100% work work addict and they dropped out and I made it 
or made it at, at least I, I signed a, a contract were you looking up to someone at that time oh there were a lot of good players yeah there were a lot of good players from my age I looked up to but most of the time it were like uh, not like, necessarily from your age I mean no, like from but for, yeah I had I had a guy uh, Dani he was called Dani he was a Portuguese guy he played for Ajax but uh, was super talent uh, will be the next star of the world but uh, never made it due to drugs girls parties mm. was there any international football player also that you were looking up to also yeah that was Zinedine Zidane mm-hmm. uh, even called my, my my son after him oh you did yeah nice. and uh, that, that that was for me the, the main thing that the way he played football uh, he was professional from what I saw in documentaries and DVDs and stuff so that was that was my, my idol good inspiration yeah Okay, and then so what is the chapter that followed that, like 18 plus? How, how did your life change from, from that moment? Yeah, 18 plus, because then it went uh, full-time football. It was not academy anymore, so not only in the evening training, but it was uh, in the morning training, in the afternoon training, and then even sometimes in the evening you have to do something for yourself. So there it became really hard, and, and you had to toughen up, because now you was with the big guys, with people mm. who were like 30 years old, and you just arrived when you was 18, so... There was a big difference, physical, mentally, and uh, that's where you had to step up your game. Did you guys have any uh, sort of mental preparation in the club? Like, I don't know, sports psychologists, for example? Or no, we didn't have for the club. They mm. provided if you need it, but luckily I had a really good coach mm. who really believed in, in, in the younger generation, uh, who mm. always comforted me and, 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 and made things easy for me. So. Mm. What was the toughest times then when you think about, when you say it made things easy, so I assume that there was some tough times. Yeah, the tough times were as your teammates, because they were 30, you was just uh, the little guy just coming in and then they, don't, they are scared that you take their place. So they were really tough on you in the training, they kick you extra hard, you're still small, they're already grown-ups. So this was a tough part, but at that time was the coach I had came to me and he was like, I see, sometimes you're getting scared, uh, you try to hide yourself in the game. I know you can play, so play your game and play it with, with a lot of fun and, and, and the joy you have for the game. And that's why I, 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 signed, I, I let you sign this contract. And then I was at that moment, I was like, yeah, he's right. Mm-hmm. And then you, you play just, just free, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want, he believes in me and mm-hmm. that's where, where everything went. With did, did the relationship uh, end up um, going better with the, with the teammates? Did you prove yourself? Did you yeah, have to yeah, prove you yourself? Had, you had to prove yourself from carrying the balls and <laughs> carrying the cones and the goals and, every, and all, all these kind of things. And once they mm. see that you can play, they accept you and, and they will help you. But in the beginning, it was, uh, was not like Yeah, that. they bully a little bit yeah. and push you down a little yeah. bit. Interesting. I would have never thought of it like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I never thought about that aspect of uh, team play. I would have thought like, yeah, that everyone would be welcome, coming in, uh. let's play together. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're touching their, yeah, 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 their spot. So if you play with their spot, you play with their money. And so it's, it's, it's a team sport, but at the end, everything is for yourself. Let's talk about accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Accomplishments. It was, how, how long did that period last? That period where you were playing for, for in, in the Netherlands and enjoying the game, going through the ups and downs. How long that period was? Uh, not that long in Holland. Uh, mm-hmm. Only two years. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, because I left the club to play for a, 
a lower team, a lower league, mm -hmm. to play more games. Um, How come? Yeah, because you need at the end you need more experience to play uh, at the club. Uh, I played and I, I trained a lot. I learned a lot, but at the end you need really the games to play uh, more often and, and the full games. And that's why I went to a lower club in a lower uh, one league lower to play all my games. Uh, and there I played all my games, but then they got bankrupt. So uh, I had to quit. Uh, and then it was like, okay, what to do now? I can play for less money uh, at that league. Or what you're going to do is at the amateurs, it's, it's a funny story, but in amateurs you can make more money or not, let's say the same money, but you train only three times a week. You can go to school or you can go working. And then I was like, yeah, what to do? And then I started at that time to go back to school and uh, play for amateurs and, and get a little bit of money. And then uh, out of the blue, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of luck uh, happened and I arrived in Indonesia. I was that long ago. Okay, I thought I thought actually you came here not so long ago. I thought it was no, just no, no. recent. Oh, no, I no, no. I've, I came here in 2010 yeah. for the first time. 2010, okay, I see. Yeah. But let's go back a little bit and I would like to pull on this because, you know, it seems like you had a lot of ups but also some downs. Yeah. How did you go through those downs? That's, that's I think, can be very interesting for the people that are listening because they, do yeah. uh, you know, as good as I know, there's a lot of downs there. Yeah. But, like, not everyone go through them. Yeah. No, I was, uh, yeah, at that down point, it was uh, working uh, and then uh, I had to give free samples of of, of Coca-Cola or Fanta at train stations. Mm. Like this, this, these things I did. And I was like feeling like giving up, but I had too much joy in, in football. Mm. So I've always trained hard, even for an amateur. They were always like, huh, why is this guy training so hard? Because I, I've always believed that there might be something on my pad. And if I'm not ready for that, I could feel, so I've, I've trained always hard for myself, even well, though... How was the self-talk back then? What did you say to yourself? Yeah, I, I, it was not, yeah, I just had that feeling, that feeling there's gonna come that one chance, and once that chance come, mm. I have to grab it. And uh, that's why I always trained so hard. So it was not much self-talk, but it was more like belief that I will get another chance, and, mm. and that came. At the end, so. Mm. And then, so that's where the Indonesia happened. Yeah, that's where where Indonesia happened. Yeah. Okay, tell me about that. Yeah, that was a, that's actually a funny story because uh, I got a message on Facebook uh, from uh, people here in Indonesia. Were, who, did you visit Indonesia before? I believe. Just for holidays. Just for holidays. Just yeah. for holidays. But the people in Indonesia knew that I, that the in, uh, Indonesian player was playing in Holland uh, professional. So at that time, uh, people on Facebook invited me to play a charity game. And I was like, no, this, is, this might be something, a scam, or they, they tried to trick me or what else. But then they sent that message also to my dad. And they said like, okay, we buy you a ticket to Indonesia. And my dad was yeah, oh, there are free tickets back to my family. Uh -huh. So he answered them. Uh, we got invited. And then I came to Indonesia to play this charity game. This charity game I played very well, scored two goals, and then uh, there was a coach uh, from an Indonesian team in the stands, and he came straight away to the hotel and he said, Irfan, I really would like you to play here in Indonesia, and uh, you could do so much more here in Indonesia 
uh, if you play how you play this last game. And I said like, okay, I will, I will give it a chance. And uh, I came to Indonesia and within six months, uh, I played very well in the league. Uh, they called me up for the national team. And with the national team, I did very well. We made it to a big final uh, for an important tournament here in Southeast Asia. And since that moment, everything was booming. Uh, got a lot of attention, uh, a lot of clubs coming. Uh, did you have a lot to give up when doing that transfer from uh, Netherlands to here? Had I don't know, like had a partner, had maybe friends, house, memories. Yeah, it was it was a tough time because I didn't came for a lot of money. I, uh, I and I had to stay in a guest house to shower with only cold water. Uh, I had to share the shower with other people who were living in this guest house. Uh, so it was it was a, it was a tough time from going to Holland with all the luxuries you have going to a place where you have only a room all alone by yourself, no family, no nothing, no friends around, and uh, shower with a cold shower every morning, cockroaches on the floor, you know how Indonesia can be. Mm. And yeah, that, that's, that, that was the tough times. And after that, I was successful. I could uh, rent my own house. Uh, I got a car from the club, uh, a better contract. And, and since that moment, everything went really well been different yeah. Yeah. Now, you met your wife in, uh, in uh, Indonesia yeah I met my wife in Indonesia oh. during this this match yeah, the charity game right, so, so now it has been like n almost 10 years 9 years since 2010 yeah. oh, it must have been an amazing journey my first time in Indonesia was 2008 mm -hmm. I have been here for on and off 4 years mm -hmm. Yeah, but I still enjoy it uh, so much yeah Indonesia yeah. is beautiful yeah. 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 so training changed friends changed environment changed yeah. you, feel, you feel at home Hundred percent. Yeah, I have my wife and my kids. Yeah. So wherever they are, I'm I'm at home. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So what's how how is your level of satisfaction today from from your um, career, football career? You are 29 now, now right? Yeah, or and I'm 30. 30. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really satisfied. If you're gonna uh, put a number on it, like if you put one to ten, ten being super satisfied, one not being satisfied at all. You know, it's like more a personal in, from a personal perspective. Now, if 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 it's about life it's about life I will say it's a 10 about life a 10 uh, football it always could have been better yeah. I mean uh, I, I would love to play in Europe or in another high league so football always have to could be better so I, like uh. like I said in the beginning when I started to play football they told me never be satisfied we are never satisfied mm. so I always carried it with me so I uh, for, for, for football and sport, I'm never satisfied. But with my life I have, mm. it would be 11. How do you know that you, when you did a good job? Like, okay, you're saying like not super satisfied now, like you're never gonna be satisfied, not about life, mm -hmm. about like career sports. Uh, is it like, do you measure it by the amount of goals you make? Do you measure it by the amount of money you make? Or do you just measure it by some sort of internal uh, satisfaction when you feel good? How, how do you measure no, it, that it, satisfaction? it depends where you are. Mm. Like you're in the Indonesian league. If you do well in the Indonesian league, you get, uh, yeah, you get rewarded by going to the national team because mm. I'm Indonesian. Mm. So when I went to the national team, that was for me like, okay, I'm doing good. Uh-huh. Uh, huh. And at the end, to be honest, it's the total package. What you can say, mm. am I satisfied, yes or no? Uh, do, am I doing good? Is your contract good? Mm. It means the club believes in you mm. because you're doing good. Uh, are you playing games? Yes. 
uh, so you're doing good. You're playing the games and scoring goals. You're doing really good. Mm. So all these things together, you yeah, you can measure like if you do well or not. Mm, I see. And then, so you think you are uh, uh, goal oriented, or more like um, objective oriented or process oriented? No, I think more goal oriented. Mm, yeah. I always have a goal for myself, yeah. uh, for, for for and for the team as well. Like what you want to reach as a team, and mm -hmm. and what you want to reach for yourself. So that's what I what I always had. Yeah, always uh, focusing on that. Okay, and then so. What is it that you think you can be doing differently or somehow what is the places, the areas where you think you need to improve from a personal level but also professional level if you want to take your satisfaction level to the next level? Um, yeah, professional. I always just uh, want to be better. I want to score more goals. I want to do good for the team. I want to bring the team to, our, to a championship. So I can move to, my goal is to move to another league, uh, to a higher level, because that's, that's what you want as an athlete. And in, in life, I think I just want to be there for my kids. And as long as I see a smile on the, my kids' faces and I can provide for them, I think for, for a life, I'm doing really well. So you, what is the next objective here? What do you mean? For, for soccer. What is the next goal? You said you always have goals for yourself. Yeah, my next goal at the moment now, mm. I'm not in the national team. Mm. Uh, I was injured for last year for five, five six months. Mm. So I have to uh, show, show again in this league that I'm able to play for the national team. And that's my first goal for now. Mm. Okay. So th looking back now on all this year of experience, mm -hmm. what would you say um, the mental skills that you had to carry along the way mm -hmm. to get to where you are at today. Like you mentioned a couple of times focus, yeah. mean focus, right? Like, so that could be a mental skill. Yeah. What else do you think you, you, you carried with, with you during that time or? Uh, yeah, just never, never, never giving up. Mm. Believing in myself. Mm. That, I think that is my, my, my... Is that optimism? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Some people call it arrogance, but uh, I think... I don't think it's not arrogance, yeah. no. A big part of my work is to help people change their um, the way they speak to themselves when they or you know the internal dialogue when they say it's not possible, it's too difficult, it's too hard to no, change it to say, something yeah. positive, right? So yeah. you had it naturally somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I strongly believe we pick this kind of things from people that are around us when we are mm -hmm. teenager, childhood. I believe yeah. for you, I think parents were quite positive. Hundred percent, yeah. especially my dad. Yeah. <laughs> is, is he in Indonesian origin? Yeah, Indonesian. Or is that, okay. Yeah. Is there any words you you keep in mind from what he was he he says still or used to say? Well, he always said everything gonna be all right. Fantastic. No matter what happened, everything gonna be that's all right. That's the best one. Yeah. So yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. So, uh, how are you going to transfer this to your kids? Uh, yeah, it, it comes, it comes, I think a bit just in, the, in these little things. I, I see it in my daughter. My son doesn't have it so much because he gives up pretty quick and I don't really get angry, but he see that I don't like it. So it, it just in little things, if we are just wrestling with each other and I hold them really tight and my, my daughter is like, no, I'm going to get out of here. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. <laughs> and my son will tap, like he said, no. I'm out, and I said, no, 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 I won't let you go until you fight, and, <laughs> and they, 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 just these little things, and Ki, Kiyomi, my daughter, uh, 
she's mentally already, I think, really strong for a girl from seven years old. Uh, always doing her best. In, in, if you see, if I come here to school and they have like a sports event, a swimming event, mm. she, that's really a fighter. For Kenji, he's just, my son is, is he's just four years old. It's, it's, it's hard to tell. It's too small. Yeah. Too small. So the seven years old, how, how, what do you tell her if she, um, she feels down, let's say? If she fails in a game or on whatever sport she's playing? What would you tell her? This is interesting for me too, yeah. because I have a son, but he's mm -hmm. nine months. Yeah. So I need to learn from now. Yeah. He's very small, I know. But I would be curious to know what I should tell him when, if he, he loses a game. Yeah, if you, uh, I think the, 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 to be honest, my daughter never really lost till now in a small competition. But my son is horrible. If he if he if he lose something like uh, just a little game in the yeah. training he has, and I, I I just ask him, did you work hard? Did you yeah. do your best? Uh, did you have fun? Then the next game you will win. Just keep having fun and and do your best. And if you can say you did your best. Yeah. Then the result, it's 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 for me, it's it's up to God, and it's yeah. If as long as you did your best, you did everything you could do. So. I think it's good to install that on them since that very yeah. young age. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, outside of soccer, what else do you do? You have you work on some projects that are not secret. Do you plan something for the future? No at, the, no, at the moment uh, we are building our house, our first house, because now uh, I never bought a house. Uh, I always rented a house. So uh, for us as a family, for the first time, we buy now a house for ourselves. And besides that, it's it's yeah, nothing much. Just focus on, on football and the family. The, what I'm trying to get to here to is to, to understand who are you outside of, of, um, of the game. You know, hobbies, uh, things you enjoy doing, maybe uh, music. Yeah, I have a lot of hobbies, music, uh, games, uh, all kind of sports. You could always ask me to come to play tennis or volleyball or what else, what, huh. what sport. Uh, I'm always in to play a sport. Surfing? But surfing I've tried, uh, it's difficult, but it's also really tiring for a whole day and then with my training, so I think it's a bit too, too heavy to do. But yeah, first of all, I'm, I'm a really a family guy. The first thing I, I do is spend time with my family. That's so nice. Yeah. Do you find the balance between the two, the the job and the and the family? Yes, obviously. Yeah, um, I, I I think it's thanks to my wife. Mm. Uh, I don't really have to tell my wife how I feel or uh, if I need a rest. She 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 knows it. Mm. So I think we have a very good balance there. That's so nice. And is it okay if we go back then to how you train and what do you do? Mm -hmm. Like, um, to tell us a little bit like about how you, what is your training looking like? How is your recovery looking like? Uh, my recovery is most of the time <laughs> in Amo Spa. Uh, oh, you do? I go there too. Yeah. <clears throat> what time do you go? Because I never meet you. No, it, it depends. Uh, huh? After the game, mm. most of the time. Uh, ice, hot. Ice, hot, ice, hot, all, all the time. Uh, yeah, most of the time, if I'm... If I really feel tired, I go there in the mornings, like 10 o'clock-ish. After my, my wife is done with uh, finishing her gym session. Uh, or sometimes at night, if I have time at night. Uh, if I was free that day, I like to do it at night because I feel very fresh to go back in bed. Like really Yeah, relaxed. I just love that. Yeah. I'm so addicted to it. Yeah. Hot, old, hot, cold, maybe four or five rounds. Yeah, and then yeah done. perfect. How long can you stay in the cold? In the cold, I could I could stay long. 
<laughs> for me, it's 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 easy. I, I, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, it has a lot of benefits. Yeah. That's for recovery. What about training? So training, I believe you train. Uh, I, obviously, you play soccer to train. Yeah, yeah. We have every every day on the pitch. We have we have our, our football training. But like I said, if I'm feeling like oh, I'm not that tired, I will go to the gym the next morning. Uh, or if sometimes you know a little bit of the schedule, like uh, in the beginning of the week we train hard and then we go down a bit uh, because we the game is coming up. And at that time, I most of the time still feel fit, so I have the feeling I can do something for myself. I will go to the gym and do some 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 upper body strength, uh, not not really cardio, but it's just strengthening training to be more strong in the game. Do you have to train more your upper body or your lower body? No, it's it's really a mix. I mean, the most important thing for a football player is your core, uh, and then yeah, the, in, in, in your legs. But I don't want to do too much on my legs for power, because I'm pretty explosive, and I don't want to lose it if I gain too much mass. And uh, and upper body is is is, is just it's just good to to pull your to pull the defender or push the defenders away. So any supplements? Supplements. No, not really. I used uh, protein, but not. It's most of the time when I'm at a, after the training or after the games, mm. when I'm really, really tired, I take some uh, a protein shake. But besides that, no, not much supplements. Not much supplements. No. What about uh, um, reading? Uh, reading? Yeah, do you like reading sometimes or listening to audiobooks or stuff like that? Reading, uh, I don't like that much, but if I read, it's most of the time. Uh, about an athlete, a biography from a player, uh, and read their stories. Last one uh, I read, it was the one with Agassi. I guess, oh no, I've never read that one. That was a very interesting one. Like, you have one to recommend? I will gladly put a link here for people that are Zlatan. listening. Zlatan. Zlatan. I am Zlatan is the book. Oh, I think I missed that one. Yeah. one is he okay. still playing? He's retired. He's still, no, he's still playing in the, in the States. How uh, old is he, this guy? Like 37 maybe yeah, now? I think 36, 37. 37. Yeah, so, something like that. In the States? Yeah, LA Galaxy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, was it that when I was in Sweden, he was still playing oh, yeah. over there for sure. Yeah, but, yeah. but um, I mean, not over there, but you know, like he was in a super active period. But yeah. I didn't follow that he went to the States. Yeah. yeah. What what's happening with your, um, let's say, do you think of it sometimes the transition, the retirement part? Do you think of it sometimes, or more like living in the moment and present and keep me here for now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm more like living in the present, but obviously because you cannot play soccer uh, your whole life, you have to think of the future as well. Do you think about it sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Do you know if there are, is it like, does it come with a little bit of anxiety or worry or does it come with like, it's going to be okay? Yeah, I think it's going to be okay. But it's it, it's easy to say now when you're still playing. So uh, I have a friend here who retired this year and he, he, he loves it now. But for sure, I will, if I will ask him in the next six, seven months, he'll be like, oh damn, I missed this game. So it's for me. It's easy to say now, but I think it's 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 gonna be tough. I'm sure there are um, things you can transfer from that period to that period to the next period, next chapter. Mm-hmm. But I mean, here is uh, everything that you have learned all this time to be able to give them to someone, somebody else, or employ them in some sort of job or mm-hmm. some sort of uh, I don't know. Maybe you become a coach. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's possible. <laughs> it's all possible. 
Okay, cool. Um, where do people can find you now um, that I'm going to be sharing this with them? Which links can I put? Like, should I put your Instagram? Yeah, sure. Can. Definitely. Okay. How do I pronounce your last name? Because I'm not sure I pronounce it well. Bachdim. Bachdim with yes. Ach. Yeah. With ach. Okay. Does it mean anything? Not that I know, to be honest. Not that I know. And Irfan, does it mean, uh, does it come from Marifa? Marifa, like knowledge? Yes. Is that, that's yeah, Irfan is knowledge. Yeah. Yes. That's excellent. Well, thank you very much for this. Like, it was really a good pleasure um, having you here in this podcast. And I'm sure a lot of uh, my and your audience will learn a lot from your experience. I hope so, yeah. I think the most critical, important points uh, in this conversation are about um, your mindset. What you carry through that whole time is, um, is that optimism. That mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Yeah. Because it wasn't easy from the beginning. Like, you told me yeah. at 12 years old, you were kicked out yeah. from from that but it kept on going anyway mm-hmm. um, so the mindset is basically a bunch of principles that you live by and what you tell yourself yeah yeah so yeah i'm sure a lot of our audience will uh, benefit from I that lesson. So too. <laughs> yeah. and your kids obviously yes yeah, most importantly yeah, <laughs> excellent well thank you so much for this yes thank you uh,